0: the <coughs> mic, You are now tuned in to the Mind Wonders podcast, the podcast where we wonder and explore the world around us. I'm your humble host, Timmy Chatelou, and this is episode 3. 3 and we're back thank you guys for listening appreciate anyone who's listened to the first couple of episodes and for any first-time listeners hola this is the mind wanderers podcast where i take random topics themes questions and ideas that our minds may wander to I also try and give you a new piece of knowledge every single episode, and that can be in the form of, oh shit, swear. And that to me is basically a reaction, a natural reaction everyone has after realizing a piece of information they didn't have before. Recently, I was on Reddit and I saw a statement that I thought I was going to put out to you guys and I wanted to see what you guys think. So I'm going to read out the statement technically having a child is worse for the environment than all your waste, car and flight pollution combined. So let me just repeat that for you guys. I didn't hear that the first time having a child is worse for the environment than all your waste, car and flight pollution combined. So I think that guy has a point. When you think about it, there's already what there were 7 billion people On the globe, according to the United Nations, back in 2011, and according to that same prediction, there's going to be 10 billion by 2052. And let's just say even half of those people are all using cars or all using planes. And let's say you're giving birth to at least one more person to add to that 10 billion. Effectively, that one person is going to cause more pollution than say another car that you may buy or another flight you may take. So effectively that having a kid is technically worse than buying yourself a new car so the next time someone actually says why don't you have another kid you can just say well I'm trying to save the planet extinction rebellion (laughs) but no at the same time there's the flip side argument that if you don't have kids who are you saving the planet for so that is also a way to look at it but I just thought that was a really good question to us like start us off get our minds wandering basically Um, so today what are we going to deal with today so as last week if you listened to last week's episode on gamification I said today we're going to be dealing with the most crucial question we have ever faced in our lifetime why do we cross our legs Okay, it's not that serious. But when you actually look into it, it's actually kind of a fascinating topic to go into. Um, We all do it. I remember seeing my sister do it when she was just about six years old. And I thought, how in God's name does she know how to cross her legs? How is that such a natural, instinctive um, position for her to find herself in? And recently, I've been thinking about it a bit more. Why do we cross our legs? What does it mean? Is there something more to it? So today, I thought we're going to deal with that. So today, is on why the fuck do we cross our legs and so let's get to it make yourself comfortable make yourself comfortable comfortable. make yourself comfortable baby Now here goes the other little boy. Now, when you listen to those songs, doesn't it make you feel like you're about to board a flight to like Turkey or Hawaii, you've got all inclusive booked and maybe even somehow you've managed to secure first class seats and now they're just pampering the life out of you. And what is the first thing you would probably do once you get into that seat? you would most likely lift up the leg rest, stretch your legs, and then cross your legs. And this is the simplest reason or the simplest answer to today's question, which is why do we cross our legs? It's simply because it is comfortable. And this makes sense, doesn't it? When you're comfortable, when you're lying down, what do we all tend to do? We all tend to cross our legs. But is that it? Is that all there is to the question? We just cross our legs because we're comfortable? The answer is no. Um, I did do some research and I found an internationally renowned posture expert in the name of Stephen Weiniger. And he basically refers to crossing our legs as a way of minimizing discomfort and. That is in the sense of it reduces the strain on your lower back. He effectively puts any sort of sitting posture into two sorts of categories, which will either result in low-grade discomfort or it will end up in high-grade discomfort. And so what we're doing when we cross our legs is subconsciously shifting from uh, high-grade discomfort or preventing ourselves from going, Ow! My leg! Basically. (laughs) There may be another reason why you cross your legs and maybe that's because you want people to see you as being comfortable. And that's because a lot of human communication is through something called body language and crossing our legs is part of that body language. So, for example the same doctor that i mentioned before dr steve weiniger he basically explained that if you're out in the woods any one time i haven't been out to the woods really i don't really go to the woods um, I'm, I'm a london boy but yeah if you're out in the woods um and you happen to see a wild animal be it a coyote or a fox or something just make yourself look really big because the animals will then see this as you displaying dominance and will most likely be hesitant to approach. you or try attack and the same logic applies to humans when they're conversating as well so um, there has been loads of uh, heavily documented um, readings about how presidents and former heads of states have been trained to sit or cross their legs in a particular way so we all know there's two ways that you can cross your legs there's one where one leg is folded over the other and you're not taking up that much space and there's also another way of when you put your leg at uh, some what 90 degree angle on top of your resting leg or the one on the ground and if you look at, if you think of these two positions in your head right now wouldn't you say that the one with your leg at a 90 degree angle makes you look bigger than the one where your leg is folded over the other and the reason why people are told to sit like this sometimes in interviews is because this is us displaying that we're in a position of dominance and it basically gives us a bit more depth to why we actually do cross our legs. It not just being a a simple motion we do because it's comfortable. This is because body language goes a long way in telling someone how you feel about something or showing them how you may react to a situation. I came across a very good quote from a woman named Deborah Bull and it reads, We had body language before we had speech and apparently 80% of what you understand in a conversation is read through the body and not through words. There's definitely some truth to this. I remember an interview I went for um, when I was looking for a job just after uni and this was with a commodity trader and um, once I got to the interview, I remember thinking, okay, I need to give my best i need to tell all the information i need to give just make sure you keep them engaged as long as they engage then hopefully you will get someone with this interview so i get to the interview now and the guy he seems like a really nice guy um we have a little chat at the beginning but the minute he asks me the first interview type question he then proceeds to take his legs and then stretch them out and plant them on the table and literally right in front of me. So now already I'm starting to see his body language and his body language makes it look like his mind is wandering, no pun intended. But it, he was not he was not concentrating on what I was saying, basically. And that all goes to show that regardless of what you may say or what position you may be in your body language including crossing your legs can speak for you just as much as your words so okay uh that was my first two reasons we're going to hit a short interlude and then I'm going to come back with my last reason which is um going to use sociology so hopefully I explain it very well give me a sec So just to recap, we currently have two reasons as to why we cross our legs. We have an unconscious reason, which is and comes from our need to be comfortable and we have a conscious reason which is us basically presenting body language because 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 crossing your legs can show that you're comfortable or it can maybe show that you're a bit annoyed at the moment so there is that facet of crossing your legs that can be explored and this basically sets the stage nicely for my last reason which also turns out to be the most difficult but I'm gonna try explaining it to you guys anyway. So let's start off with the main and uh, the main person behind this reason. And his name is Pierre Bordeaux. Pierre Bordeaux was a French sociologist. He was born in the 1930s. He was born in 1930, and he's actually um, noted or called one of the most influential people of the 20th century. He died in 2002. and one of his most famous uh, things that he brought to the world was a idea called Herbitus and Herbitus was basically derived from someone called Aristotle, Aristotle being the famous Greek philosopher. If you don't know about him, he is very, very, very influential in modern day. His work is from basically like, he was born uh, 384 BC and um, died in like 322 BC and i was even thinking about that if if like we all use bc but we're not all christian and bc does mean before christ so christians have really dominated this world if they've managed to get everyone on board with a calendar system that basically accepts the notion of christ like If you think about it, there's Jewish people that are using BC in their literature, unless they go to a very Jewish school that maybe doesn't follow the same sort of calendar. But anyway, yes, uh, (laughs) Bordeaux basically took this idea, or didn't take this idea, developed further this idea from Aristotle. And the idea of Habitus is, Habitus is basically... Defined as a set of acquired dispositions of thought, behaviour and taste, which constitute a link between social structures and social practice. If you understood that off rip, well done to you. But for people like me who need it broken down into lame person speak, it is basically... Habitus is the product of all your social experiences, which then dictate how you act, how you think, what you like, and even down to what you don't like. And um, if you extend this further, there's something called postural habitus, which I'll elaborate on further. So, in order to flesh out this idea of habitus, the best way to do this is to use examples. So, we know habitus is the product of our personal experiences throughout our life. A lot of this is um, based in our childhood experiences because that is a lot of um, that is where a lot of our habits are formed essentially and if you look at it um, school is a big example of somewhere where our habitus is formed because there's certain stimuli we receive in school and we're expected to perform a certain action After doing this several number of times, this becomes us and it becomes second nature. So if you want to think about it, uh, we're always told that we should share. We're told that we should be polite to people. We're told that uh, we shouldn't bully people. All of these things form our habitus. Some people take it on board, some people don't. That's the variation in people. But you also have um, our habitus being formed in terms of actions. And if, if you remember, a lot of the time you get into class, when you're very young, you get into class, you're told to sit down, cross your legs. Or you're told, OK, everyone stand up, get in a single foul line. And all of this just goes to show that a lot of our social experiences throughout our lifetime can effectively make us into a particular type of person be that a person who does cross their legs because of um the place they've grown up in or someone who doesn't because it's not predominantly something that they've seen or experienced or seen people do um it's not to say habitus is basically set in stone that is far from the case Habitus is actually something that is consistently changing because a lot of it is formed in our childhood years but this is definitely molded and shaped in our adult years as well and a good example I can even think of for why we maybe cross our legs in our later years is say for example you're someone in the early 20s like myself and maybe you're around a group of older people maybe in their 40s and 50s and you tend to see a lot of them cross their legs and maybe that's just an older person thing but it's definitely not but just say for example now you're around a load of people and they're all crossing their legs and you're maybe the a part of the younger crowd. Sooner or later after you have more and more exposure to this group of people you will then sometimes deem it that you should cross your legs as well because this is now the social arena that you're now playing and you're now with older people who cross their legs and this is what they do so you can always make the argument that your habitus is very malleable and you can actually like play around with it throughout the years that's why you get people who say oh yeah i went through phases i was a goth i was a road man i was i don't give a shit i don't really care but you understand what I mean is basically as you're going through life, a lot of what you experience can dictate um, how you act. And this is what we refer to as um, Habitus. One thing I've realised as I've begun this podcast is wherever my mind somewhere somewhat wanders to, there has been and will be people or wanderers out there who have thought about the same question and taken their curiosity to the next level in some form of research or forum discussion. And I've particularly found this on like Reddit, Twitter. Another one is called Quora, it's spelled Q-U-O-R-A. And these places have people who are similar. just think about random questions and want to find out more about the world around us. And so this led me to an article by a woman named Tammy Bulmash, and she elaborated on this idea of pastoral habitus. If you didn't hear me mention it before, but his pastoral habitus is just uh, instead of reading out like a lame definition for you guys. So uh, all the habits that, or all the habits we see, all the habits we encounter, all the social interactions that we have for through our li- throughout our lives this can be manifested through body movements. And if you take this idea of postural habitus, you can then link it to the reason as to why we cross our legs. Because we cross our legs as a result of so many different factors that have come about from our early childhood, uh, come about from our teenage years, come about from our adult years as well. So to round up Crossing our legs is not as simple as just being comfortable we now know that it can be used as a form of communication through body language and we know thanks to our favourite um, French sociologist Bordeaux, her beaters can be used as a tool to explain this phenomenon of crossing our legs if you want to call it that. I would recommend anyone to who's interested in like social um, social sciences or just interested in the way people um, work slash behave um, to read further on Bordeaux and Aristotle. Those two Two individuals are very, very interesting and some of the ideas has managed to filter through into so many different disciplines, be it physics, biology, um, psychology, all of these different um, studies have been influenced by these two individuals. So I would definitely say look up on Bordeaux and Aristotle. I'll probably post about it during the week and a couple of things that they've said so that maybe you guys can get some inspiration as to where to start. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind Wanderers podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with friends and family. Even give the podcast a rating on iTunes if you have listened to it on iTunes. Um, I heard that really helps with getting a message out there. So I would appreciate it if anyone does do that. Remember, you can find the podcast at Mind Wanderers underscore podcast on Instagram and at Mind Wanderers on Twitter. Uh, don't worry I will have guests on very soon I'm trying to work it out I know you guys are kind of tired of listening to my shitty voice and random sound bites but don't worry that will come very very soon so again thank you guys for listening this is the Mind Wanderers podcast peace